Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to another episode of The Story Behind the Songs. This is a podcast designed to analyze and then utilize the powerful medium of storytelling through music. It is my prayer that you will be uplifted, inspired, informed, and encouraged after listening. My name is Alan McAlpin, and I am your host. On this episode, we will examine a song entitled Broken Heart. The author of this song is a man who has traveled the world extensively singing songs of hope to many. He has worked with many mighty men of God, such as Chaplain Barry Black, C.D. Brooks, George Rainey, E.E. Cleveland, and countless others. It is my pleasure to welcome to our podcast today, Mr. Anthony Tusi Wiggum. Anthony, would you like to greet our audience today? Yes. How's everybody? This is Anthony Wickham. How you doing? We're doing good. I'm including myself because I'm listening as well as doing the interview. Anthony. Yes, sir. A few things we want to ask you today. We want to get inside your head, inside your heart, and inside okay. your wonderfully God-inspired voice. Can we do that? Of course you can, Al. <laughs> okay. First of all, Tusi. That is your... Nickname, little name. How did you get that's that my, handle? That's my nickname. That's my nickname. My mother gave me that name. Actually, Al, you know, more people call me Tusi than Anthony. And it's unbelievable that it's stuck all these years. But one thing is for sure. When somebody calls me Tusi, I know they must really know me. You know? It's very interesting. So I'm going to start calling you Tusi all the time now. I've been calling you Anthony all the time, but I call you Tusi half the time. <laughs> Now well, we've, we've known each other long enough, Val. You know, you can I call know. me. I know. Man, God has blessed you with a wonderful, wonderful ministry. He has given you a very serious instrument, and I call your voice your instrument. You may play others, and you want to tell us about that later if you, if you want to. But I know that you are a great singer. You have a great heart for God, and we want to get into your heart today. First okay. of all... Do you have a mission statement for your ministry? A mission statement. Um, what do you hope to accomplish, Tusi? You know, Al, I think that the what I'm most proud of, what what makes me proud, um, is the fact that I've I've kept up with every um, every. Um, meeting or or evangelistic campaign that I've been involved in uh, over the years since the late 70s, early 80s. And to this date, I've been instrumental in the baptism of over 8,000 people. Oh, beautiful. Praise God. I am, I'm proud of that. I, I can I can be proud of that. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that because you work with all of these great men and they have, yeah. they all had great messages and have. Very, very Black is still very much alive and still very much uh, engaged in ministry. Um, oh, yeah. The gentleman that you spoke of, I have the deepest regard for each and every one of them. And there are a host of others that we did not mention. But you have dedicated your talent um, to actually doing tent efforts and uh, assisting uh, great men of God uh, in delivering the word of God. And I thank you for that. And on that same wise, I know, Anthony, that um, in my early life, um, I 
went into the secular arena and I, mm-hmm. I used my talents not for God's glory. Uh, I used them quite differently. And if I could turn back the hands of time on my journey, I, I would have spent it directly working with God's people because the 8,000 people that you have been instrumental in coming over to the Lord's side is significant in the scheme of things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you know, Al, there's nothing like, and I learned this early on, there's nothing, there's no experience you can have better than seeing the lives of people change right before your eyes. Yes. Right before your eyes. I mean, in a matter of weeks, months, seeing them come from homeless, alcoholics, uh, drug addicts, and become, you know, a person who is- Citizens of the kingdom of God. There you go, there you go. I mean, that that's amazing to see that. And I've seen that happen so many times, so many times. Um, we did a meeting in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and Al, we bat- at the end of a three week meeting, we baptized 876 people. Oh, that is phenomenal. You're just making my heart pound. That was unbelievable, man. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Every night, uh, a crowd of anywhere from thirteen to 14,000 people. Mm-hmm. Every night for three weeks. And I mean, it was just unreal to stand there and sing and, and, and you know, be a part of a program but that many people would attend every single night. It's very different. Evangelism is very different in Africa and in Europe mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. especially Africa, especially Africa. Everybody should go to Africa at least once in your life. You should go. It is the most amazing thing you'll ever, you'll ever uh, experience. The people, the country, um, the 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 intelligence of the kids who speak two and three different languages you know mm-hmm. and i mean very intelligent very intelligent now uh i've gotten uh, the opportunity to, tra- to travel so i totally understand what you mean and yeah. i want to direct this to my uh, musician uh, brothers and sisters out there uh, i've been on both sides of the fence I have seen uh, a crowd in the secular arena go crazy uh, over a presentation. And Mm -hmm. I've also seen what happens when the Holy Spirit is poured out in a gospel setting. Mm -hmm. And there is no comparison in my mind, this is my testimony, that to see people turn around lives that have been literally destroyed by drugs and every other kind of thing you can think of, turn around and come to Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So God bless you. I want you to continue to be faithful. I will never turn around from my journey. I am now joining you on that journey. I've done so for the last 30 years or so. And by God's Uh grace, I will continue to. All right. Now, let me ask you a question along these same lines. Uh, Anthony, you have a great instrument, a great voice. You could have easily done secular music and probably made millions of dollars doing it. What made you choose gospel music? You know, Al, I, I, I love gospel music. I mean, I'm born and raised in the Adventist church and, 
you know, growing up and there was a time where, you know, my father was very strict and we were only allowed to listen to um, uh, religious music. I will say religious because God, some gospel, he didn't even like that. But I liked all music, especially Mahalia Jackson and Sam Cooke and the Soul Stirs and different things. So I was exposed to a lot of different music. But during the day, when uh, they would go to work, we would slip next door where they'd be playing, <laughs> where they'd be playing Motown and uh, uh. and the Isley Brothers and the Temptations and you know James Brown and all that. So I, I I got a little taste of that too, but music itself, what I've what I've learned and what I've gained from it is if you can sing gospel music, if you can sing religious music, if you can sing God's music, and I call it that because it touches me. Mm -hmm. It touches me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when, when, when a song can touch you, can touch you inside, it's touch your soul and touch you, only God's music can do that. Now, you can sing a love song that is really emotional and you can feel it, but only God's music will touch your heart. Yeah. And when when you can touch the heart of people, there's nothing else like that. Oh, there's amen nothing. to that. When when you can sing, when you can stand there and deliver a message through a song that touches the heart of people, man, that's that's everything. Oh, that's, that's real. It. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. At the top of the segment, uh, we know that uh, you do quite a bit of traveling. At least you did prior to this COVID-19 situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ask a lot of my guests, um, do you enjoy the travel part of the business? Well, you know, Al, when I was younger, oh, man, I loved it. <laughs> I love I mean, hey call me just let me know what time to be at the airport let's go but you know <laughs> it's, get, it's getting kind of old now you know yes. i i remember how uh last year i think it was last year or the year before i woke up one morning and i actually didn't know where i was <laughs> that's scared me that's scary i, that scared me. I, I mean I, I had to i jumped up and I opened the window and I looked out the window. And I was like, "Where am I?" I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was scary. That was scary. And I was in Africa. Yeah. I was. Yeah. All the way and, from home, my brother. Yeah. And and going through these, at you know, I'm older now. Going through these different time zones, and you know, you're awake when you should be asleep. You're asleep when you should be awake. Man, uh, it's 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 wearing on me now. Uh, I still enjoy travel, yeah. but uh, not as much as I used to. I must admit. Yeah, that that's a common story. When we were younger, it was exciting. Yeah. We were just oh, yeah. we were just uh, at the edge because we got a chance to right. go to all these different places. But as right. you get older, it kind of loses uh, the shine a little bit. But you still right. enjoy uh, what you're doing. You understand the significance okay. of what you're doing. So that that kind of covers everything. So. Uh -huh. Okay, let me ask you another question. Uh, how do you unwind uh, when you are traveling and you, you get back and you, you, you're, you're pretty sure this time you're back in the United States? How do you unwind? What do you do to relax? When I'm here, you know, Al, 
I have learned to enjoy simple things again. You know, and, and I guess that's uh, a part of getting older. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sit on the back porch. I look at the squirrels hopping around the fence and running mm-hmm. up and down the trees. I drink lemonade. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy just simple things. I watch Andy Griffin. <laughs> you know? oh, that's, that's going back a ways, my friend. A very wholesome, wholesome show. I mean, it's it's refreshing, mm-hmm. you know, to see that. And and um, I, I listen to music. Mm-hmm. I pull up YouTube. I love YouTube because you can you can find anything, any song um, from years, 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 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, music. I, I'm just a music guy, you know. I, mm-hmm. I I sleep, eat, drink music all the time. So to to sit back and just put on my Bluetooth speaker, sit it on the deck, mm-hmm. and I just sit there. I just sit there and go through songs on my YouTube, on my phone, and mm-hmm. just play them. Mm-hmm. And, and then I look up uh, the instrumentals uh, so that I can sing them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Cole, Lionel Richie, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do um, later, you know, probably next year, after things kind of settle down a little bit, I want to do like one night a week, I want to do love songs. Mm-hmm. I want to do love songs. Mm-hmm. I love a good love song. Mm-hmm. The Bible says God is love. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we need to kind of round ourselves out with um, the music and doing other things, you know, that are okay. That mm-hmm. are okay to do, you know. So many times we're so, uh, you know, I've heard people oh. No, 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 we should only do, you know, no, 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 no. There's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that would be a good thing too. Now, uh, Tusi, when you say uh, good love songs, how do you define good love songs? And you say you want to do them in what setting? Oh, just a nice quiet setting with a fireplace going, you know, I mean, I, I ain't trying to get nobody all crazy, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh man, a, a late night song. I, there's a song that uh, Nat King Cole sings, Unforgettable. Oh man, mm-hmm. that song, that song really touches me, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the lyrics, mm-hmm. the lyrics and, the, and his voice and the way he does it. Mm-hmm. Just just a beautiful, a beautiful song, you know, mm-hmm. a beautiful song. And uh, I've heard a few by Lionel Richie and different people and mm-hmm. You know, I, I love a good love song. Mm-hmm. I love a great love song. So I would imagine the lyrical content is very important to you. And oh, of course. Because you uh, do follow Christian tenements, that you try mm-hmm. to make sure that it does not at all conflict with your Christian beliefs. Oh, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a good love song can touch you too. And I believe that it is because God is love. Mm-hmm. God is love. And so that ability to touch the heart is in some love songs. As a kid, I used to I used to sit and listen to songs and 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 wonder what were they talking about. But as I got older, 
and experience some things, I could understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I could understand. You know, Al, I did a song uh, with you years ago that mm-hmm. I still have. And man, mm-hmm. that is that is one of my all-time favorite love songs, man. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> one I, of my a lot of a lot of people do yeah. like that song. Oh man, the lyrics were just outstanding. You're a great writer. Well, so are you. I mean, as people will hear at the end of this podcast, because uh, we will play uh, as soon as this portion has concluded a wonderful song that you wrote, which is. Uh, a love song to guys talking about a broken heart so we're going to hear your writing abilities as well yeah so let me uh let me ask you a few questions um and then i'm not going to keep you too much longer but okay um, let me ask you because i'm sure people always want to know this about great singers is how do you care for your voice and your body daily i heard you say uh you know some of the things you do to unwind and one of those was drink some lemonade a lot of people believe that uh, singers uh, should not drink cold drinks and things of that nature and certain type of drinks they should stay away from. What is your feeling on how to care for your body and your voice? You know, Al, I I have been singing most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's, you know, people talk to me, I hear people talking about how do you care for your voice? Do you do this? You wrap your neck up, you do this and you do this. I, I don't do anything, Al. I just mm-hmm. sing all the time. I sing all the time. Yeah. Um, I like halls, lemon and honey, lemon mm-hmm. and honey. I can, I can suck on one of those and, you know, before I sing or or, or when I know I'm going to sing. And it and it's, it's good. I don't know if it really helps me, but I like doing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't get hoarse. I don't um, have any special thing that I do for my voice. Mm-hmm. I just I just sing a lot. Mm-hmm. That's basically you, it. You you you're just a blessed person. You're what we used to call <laughs> in the music business a deep throat. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. All right. So let me let me uh, find out a few more things before we listen to some of your music. And, okay. Uh, First, I think I want to know um, what you think about the atmosphere of both our country and the world today. I want you to, if you feel comfortable, Tusi, telling us your feelings on the socioeconomic injustice that we experience in this country and in the world. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, Al, man, it, it is it is very... I, I, I'm sad when I look at... Um, what is happening now, man? Mm-hmm. Um, because people on both sides of the aisle are basically just showing their true colors. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always known this racism still in the country, in 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 our denomination, mm-hmm. racism shows itself in every phase of life in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 those who are privileged and they own, they come from a certain class and they never see certain things, they don't know. Some mm-hmm. of them do know. Some of them do know. Mm-hmm. And and others others don't. When I was a young boy growing up uh in Mobile, Alabama, 
what was handed down from the GC down to our conference and to our church was we should not be involved in civil rights. Hmm. They told us Martin Luther King was a troublemaker. Hmm. They said we should not be involved in it. We should depend on and look to God to straighten out, you know, the things in the world, in, in, in our government, in our lives. Wow. And, and where would we be if we did that, Al? You know? Yeah. Now, and, and, and there, there are people who still don't believe Martin Luther King was a, was a great man or did something good for the country, who still don't believe in civil rights. You know, but, but here's the thing. What's really bad is we have a president, and I don't want to get too deep, but everybody knows that. Everybody knows this. We have a man who basically caters to that area of our society. The ones who are outspoken, they're racist, and they're proud of it. Mm-hmm. We have a, a man who says, I'm I'm for them too. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, when hasn't, when haven't people um, when haven't they had privileges in this in this country? The, the thing is now so many other um, groups of people are being looked at, they're being applauded, they're being uh, lifted up and those who are still holding on to those old ideas and those old ways and what they want to do you know they look at this now and they hate it so got a president now who says we're going to make America great again and they see that as hey we're going to make it white again and I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that's 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 what it stands for Mm mm-hmm we're going to make it like it used to be. Well, let know? me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, do you think that it is important? Do you think that it is incumbent upon us who are in the household of faith mm-hmm. to show that Jesus is love and that his method of dealing with all this is to love and love in the sense that I'm not talking about a mushy feeling. I'm talking about love as a action word, love as yeah. a verb. Yeah. To demonstrate to others that in spite of what they say and do, that we as Christians want to show a Christian example of what love is. Because Martin Luther King and others, Gandhi and others did that and was able to change people's hearts, hearts mm-hmm. and their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think that uh, even the current denomination that we are in has made some headway in changing the thinking and understanding that this is about Jesus and his love for mankind? It's not about color. It's not about any of that. But this is about showing love that will save the world in the final analysis. I, I pray that we can do that, Al. I really do. Because, you know, Jesus said that they'll know you're my disciples 
by the way you love each other. Yes. That's, that's how they know you're of me. Yes. When you show love one to the other, when you love people, that's how they know you're a Christian. That's yes. how they know you're different. Uh, but so many times we we don't show love. Yeah. It's a, it's a very hard thing um, for us to 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 genuinely and honestly love each other. You know, so I mean, there's a song out there too. See, it says, "Let there be peace on earth." Uh huh. Let it begin with me. You know that song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what it means in my heart, and I don't know if you will agree or disagree, it means that we can't just wait for someone else to do it. Right. We right. have to be the ones who lead the way, show the example, mm-hmm. initiate. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. Uh, because yeah. a multiplicity of people have turned around from what would be otherwise a disastrous path and understood that love is stronger than hate. And so yeah. I, think, I think that what we are both saying and this is a message to everyone, including uh, our own church. And that is that we must demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ in whatever we do, wherever we go. And as musicians, we have a particular, a particular responsibility yeah. to show people the love of Jesus. And not just by singing it, not just by saying it, but by actually living it. And so I think that that is the message that we both want to leave to the world. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, um, let me ask you, this has been a great interview. I mean, you've been very, very, very out front uh, with what you believe and what you think. I can tell that you're very concerned with the affairs of men, but more concerned about with the affairs of God. And I love that. And that makes you real. And that makes this interview all the more worth it. Now, people, I'm sure know that you're in demand that's why you're traveling quite a bit and so if people want to be able to get your music and contact you for some future date i noticed that you were very optimistic you said next year sometime when this thing is over i hope you're right Mm -hmm. to see (laughs) yeah you're right my brother i like that optimism but uh where can people reach you how can they reach you where can they get your music uh my music and me the yes. best way to get the music is through me. Okay. Want me to do anything, the best way to do it is through me. I Years ago, Al, I had an agent, I had a manager. Mm-hmm. You know, Al, I knew, I, I realized I know more people than you you guys do. <laughs> why Why am I paying you right. to, to, to do this and do that for me when actually I like the personal feel. Yes, sir. Knowing people. You know, you can call me. You need me to sing for anything or would like for me to come for a concert or program or or, or evangelism campaign or whatever. Call me direct. Call me on myself. You want you you want to leave you want to leave your contact information for them too? Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, you can contact me, Anthony Wiggum, six eight two two four nine. Six nine seven nine. Okay. Any any anything you need a wedding, a uh, 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 birthday party, a evangelistic meeting, a concert. I love it. Eleven o'clock service. 
Okay. Now, Do it all. Uh, right now, since COVID is in full effect, uh-huh. uh, are you doing virtual concerts or are you still traveling? Or what yes, exactly? I, I got a virtual concert coming up probably next month. We're okay. starting to work on it now. Um, got about seven, eight churches involved, and uh, it's going to jump off sometime in the month of October, I believe. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, excited about the virtual thing. Actually, um, I did uh, a virtual uh, Sabbath school this morning, mm-hmm. um, Modesto, California, okay. uh, from right here from my kitchen, and uh, sang for their Sabbath school. And it was it was really nice. I enjoyed that, you know. And the people seemed to enjoy it also. So that was a blessing for me. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, they can call you and find out what platform you'll be doing it on, like Zoom or whatever. Yeah, else you... yeah. All right. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to always have that information available. And if you need um, music, the music, I'm um, I have a brand new CD. Uh, actually, we're gonna do one of the songs today um and the cd is entitled morning mm-hmm. morning i'm really excited about it um i've done oh man just i love all music so i've i've done old school i do contemporary i do um inspirational i do um standard but this cd is, is a lot of very contemporary songs and I'm really excited about it. I, I, I love the songs. Uh, I wrote most of them and um, I'm excited about it. So you guys want to get any of my music uh, right now. I'm, I'm, I'm like doing the entire uh, uh, catalog of everything I've ever recorded right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can get the entire package for, uh, by contacting me mm-hmm. on the phone or on Facebook. Either one. Okay. I'm going to advertise it on Facebook also. So okay. any music, anything, any music, anything that you need from me, contact me. That's the best way. All right. Well, Ducey, my brother, this is yes, a very good interview. I really appreciate you taking the time out to uh, to talk with us and share a little about what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And I pray that God will continue to bless you, bless your wife bless your children, bless your ministry, and everything you put your hand to do, my brother. God bless you. God bless you too, Al. All right, so we'll be in contact, and we look forward to doing another interview with you at some point in the future. Okay. All right. Be blessed, my brother. All right, my man. All right, bye-bye. Once more 
Though I try to make it through the day, I would cry. Lord, please take this pain away. And then he did just what he said he'd do. Suddenly I knew Jesus fixed my Let's 